All right, is this on? All right, it's on. What's up, everyone? This is Ray from the Ray Infinity Show. This episode is going to be a pretty special episode because I'm doing something that I've never done before, but I've been wanting to do it eventually, is I'm going to be doing a collaboration today. He's a YouTuber. Uh, I hope a lot of you guys will um, will go check him out right after right after this. Basically, he is he's based in Florida, from what I hear, and um, he's a huge Trump supporter, just like I am, and probably a lot of you guys. So, uh, let's bring him on right now. His name is Adam Francisco. There, you there, Adam. You there, Adam? Oh, I'm here. How you doing, man? Good. How are you doing, Adam? Yeah, how's it? Doing how's good. It Thanks for having me today. I'm excited to finally chat with you about uh, <laughs> anything you want. <laughs> An open book here today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how's it going in Florida, man? It's good, man. Weather is beautiful, and uh, we got our freedom down here as always. Where are you located? Iowa. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I was pretty based. Uh, yeah, I'm a country boy at heart, so yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're based in Tampa, right? Well, I'm pretty close to Tampa, actually. I'm in Orlando, yeah. which is uh, about oh. an hour. Oh, okay. In Tampa. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Very cool. Yeah. Well, nice to connect with you. Nice to connect with you. And 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 I've actually been wanting to do this for a while. And I have all, I've also been wanting to do it with a lot of other people too. Just you're the first. So this was Great. one is pretty special, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And also one more thing before we get into it. That intro, that's actually the first time I, I that 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 I'm using it. Yeah. And awesome. Pretty, it's always good to try new things on YouTube. Yeah. Well, this one is only going to be temporary because I got one of my buddies who's a 3D modeler. He's going to be making like a full-on intro for me. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's going like to be dope. That, <laughs> yeah. And like you see, it, it it's you can clearly see it has the triangle with the eye in the middle. Yeah. I, I actually created that. Uh, I was literally just on my laptop before, right before I did the first episode. I literally just went into Google Photos and just made it like that. <laughs> literally. Nice. It was pretty fun. Yeah. And it's meant to be like an insult to the Illuminati because like, uh, <laughs> yeah. And also the blue on top of that adds that because of the Democrats. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's their color. The color of the, of the, of the blue devils. Yeah. Yeah. I also got this here, but yeah. Ooh, yeah. Very nice. I love that yeah. hat. Yep. And, and also uh, I got, I got a bunch of flags up in here. I love this one. And, Pretty much love that one, I, although I can't say what it says. <laughs> yeah, man, YouTube's you got to be careful on YouTube with that kind of stuff. I can show it, but um, I can't say it. Right, exactly. <laughs> so basically, what I wanted to talk with you about first before we get into like the big topics and stuff like that, I, I told you, I messaged you and told you I wanted to talk about how I became, how I got red pilled and stuff like that. Because like, like apparently you did too, got red pilled as well, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah basically like um the thing was my entire life from when i was a kid i was always raised by Dem my democrat because my family is democrats pretty liberal especially my mom and stuff like that and um and literally as 2020 came along um when um all of this the c19 happened you can't really mention that but um i it started to like um 
changed my perception of a lot of things because like um at first i was like oh i, I was with the media because at the time i actually believed what they said and um yeah and yep. yeah and okay and like um literally for like um it was for like six months and while well, I, I believed them and i can't believe i did which i look foolish now and um when it got close to the election um well I actually got onto the election i should say my mistake and then things happen i'm not going to say what that was because this video will get pulled down but we know and basically i was like how no this doesn't make any sense because like um we saw what happened before we all went to bed that night you will remember that right because i clearly do yeah and basically like um after january 6 happened that basically i mean i was i went full-on conservative all the way because, like, I saw that how the media was portraying this was Whoa. terrible. Yeah, like, literally, like, a lot of people were ratted out. Like, I'm not sure if you heard this, but there were a bunch of stories of kid about teenagers that they ratted out their parents that went that were there on January 6. If you didn't know, like, yeah, there was a there was a, a kid that turned on his father and did some undercover recordings of his own father. Yeah, um, from yeah, January 6, and all the man is facing a jail sentence. Yeah, I heard about that from Michael Knowles. Uh, but there was also another one um, where basically like um, she turned her parents in on Twitter, basically, basically because um, her parents beforehand told her that they thought it was dangerous to go to a BLM protest because it could get violent. And then um, she tweeted out saying, um, with a photo of her parents there, a photo of, on, on January 6th, basically saying, it, you think you said it's too dangerous? And yeah. And basically what happened was her, her parents kicked her out. And um, after that, she set up a GoFundMe and raised like 40 grand off of it so 40 grand yeah like that's more than your parents can provide so might as well go with that if i should be honest yeah oh yeah gotta get that money better than being better than being an OnlyFans girl right (laughs) yeah i was taught responsibility even though my parents are pretty liberal they taught me responsibility yeah i just you know i want to have kids one day and uh same here I don't need them finding daddy's. Yeah. I don't want, when no, I have I don't, kids. I don't need I, my kids seeing daddy naked. No, 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 no. Like um, when I have kids, they are going to be taught discipline. Like I, you may not believe in it, but I'm actually a strict, I would actually, I actually believe in strict parenting. Yeah. Because like, um, um, if you've seen like. Hey, that's cool, man. It, that's the way to be. Hey. Let me just get my dog water real quick. Hold on. Okay, man. Go ahead. Yeah, man. You got to be a strict parent these days because, uh, you know, these kids are going to school and, and they're being, being brainwashed, being torn, they're being torn apart from their parents. I mean, the schools yeah. literally are trying to own their children. Yeah, because like, so I think that we really need to restore strong parents back into the country. Yeah. Also, like you remember back in the '80s, like um, whenever the parents would send their kids to like high to like a college, they would like conservative parents. They sent their kids to college, and they came out liberal. These days, when you send yep. when conservative parents send their kids to college, they come out ex- extreme leftist with like purple hair in their head. Sh- or and yeah, and maybe even transgender now these days because that's that's on the rise like crazy. Yeah, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was a 40 or 50% of, of Zoomers, which is Gen Z, believe that they are something of, forgot what the word is, like, um, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, uh, they're LGBT, 
believe I believe that's what it is. I could be wrong there, but yeah, I'll have to recheck that in later on. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of deep psychology uh, theories now about why this is happening in this country, and a lot of it has to do with it starts with critical race theory, mm-hmm. and 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 implanting the idea into these kids' heads that you're either the oppressed or the oppressor. Yeah. Now, if you're a straight white person, then you're considered to be privileged and the oppressor. So yeah. one of the fastest ways to be able to gain some oppression points is to identify as LGBTQIA+. I think it's mm-hmm. LGBTQIA2S+. That's the actual acronym. I don't so, know. So you instantly gain a badge of oppression when you come out as a trans person. And yeah. what's that do, what that's doing, though, is it's, it's pushing a lot of kids who aren't actually trans into the trans community through, through, through propaganda. And what's happening is these kids are not actually becoming happier because ultimately yeah. they're not transgender. These are these yeah. are kids that are being pushed in a certain direction. Uh, yeah. It's causing uh, increases in suicide rates, drug usage, sex work, all mm. these things. And it's 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 very damaging to, to mm. the children. We got to protect the kids. Yeah. Like I'm half black, half white. So mm. what am I? Am I oppressed or or not? I don't know. You're, you're only half, half oppressed? oppressed. Yeah. If there was a meaning, which who knows where we're going? I don't know. But right. like um, my view on this, like um, this. A lot of people have been thinking about this started like after Biden got in office. It did not. It did not. It didn't even start under Obama. This has been a 90 year preparation because like um, if you can go up, look at the names, if you if you if you want to, like people like Antonio Gramsci or Solonisky or Yakuza. Mm. Like these are people who realize that a communist revolution, a violent one, cannot happen in a country with Judaic Christian values and a strong, robust middle class. They knew that. So what do you have to do? You have to take over the culture. And to do that, you have to play the long game. Yep. Yeah, which um, if you something a lot of people don't know, um, Antonio Gramsci, he is actually known as the father of Marxism. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You can look this up if you want to. And basically, like, he had a lot of these radical ideas about, yeah. And he, he, he closely studied China and Russia and how each revolution happened over time. And he he, re, he he then looked at um the U.S. and basically like um he realized that people at least back in the 30s and 9 and 40s that they wouldn't fall for any of this crap. So yeah, so what they had to do was they had to slowly weave into the culture, like get into the schools, get into like uh the government and stuff like that. And basically like what happened was after that we got we got to now, where basically like you. You can't. You can walk down like the street and like see a bunch of uh, a bunch of anti- BLM or Antifa people waving some weird signs, like basically saying, um, "America is a terrible country. If you're white, you're a racist. If you're black, you're oppressed." Like, yeah. Like, I'm curious where we're gonna be in like the next ten or twenty years if we get to there. To be honest, I mean, I I, I predict that it's gonna get worse before it gets better. Um... You know, a lot of people say that we're in the middle of a civil war right now, that this is literally the starting of a civil war. And I, I truly do think when it comes to Trump 2024, right? Yeah. I look at it two ways. In one way, and I want to be careful what I say because this is YouTube and I know that they're very strict. I know all the rules on YouTube. Yeah. But I'm, I also might I edit. I'm also going to edit it out. Well, you, you won't have to because I stay within the guidelines. I, it's a okay. courtesy for you and me. I, I know I know exactly what I can say can't say. Yeah, okay. But what on on one hand, I feel like 
the Democrats are going to make it very difficult for the Republicans to win in 24. Yeah, I'm I just going to leave it at that. You're allowed to say that. Yeah. But on the other hand, I feel like why would they be doing all this suppression, censorship, shadow banning, blacklisting if we weren't actually a real threat? If we didn't really have a chance, why would they be putting all this effort in to block us and suppress mm -hmm. us? So I really do think, based on everything I'm seeing, yeah. I think Trump is going to win in 2024. Yeah. And I think they know it's coming. Yeah. And the problem is the liberals, they just can't handle it. And I'm mm -hmm. afraid that while this country needs Trump to get back on track, it's going to cause that civil war that they were that they're worried about. I think that could be the breaking point. Yeah, that. I want Trump back, but even I have to realize that if he does get back, and I positive he will, it's not going to solve everything because, like, they're going to as as bad as we saw it has these last was it five or six years, it's going to get much worse than that. Like, they're going to go even heavier than they have ever done. Like, yeah, it's going to be scorched earth. I know. Yeah, literally, like it's going to be like a, a like Yellowstone exploding. Yeah, yeah. But it's exciting to be alive, and I, I've never seen a president in my lifetime that's so polarizing and so powerful. Yeah. And I think the one thing that Trump did is he awakened up an entire generation of people that yeah. just were were apolitical. I didn't care about politics till yeah. Trump came along, yeah. and then I realized the media was just unfairly abusing this man. Yeah. And I just felt it was my moral obligation and duty to kind of step up and use my voice. Yeah. Now, yeah. you know, you're mixed race. You're black and white, and I'm Mexican American, yeah. Yeah. and. There's this perception that people that look like you and me are supposed to be liberals and Democrats. Yeah. And so there's a lot of power. I mean, you being half black, I'm going to put you in the black community. Yeah. You know, 10% uh, of black people vote Republican, just 10%. So mm. automatically that gives you a very powerful positioning. Mm. Um, you know, you stand out. And it's same for me. Uh, most Mexicans hate Trump. Um, you well, know, I was, I was adopted at birth, though, by a Jewish family. Yeah. So yeah. my upbringing wasn't a typical Mexican upbringing. Um, but I'm still Mexican by blood, yeah. but I've just been awakened to the, to the nonsense of the Democrats. Well, um, being Mexican and when you said like um, the vast majority of um, Mexicans hate Trump or Republicans, that's true in, in like California or like New York or something like that. Like um, Florida, as you saw this past election cycle, um, it went, I, I don't think 50% went um, um, for Trump, but it was a high percentage. And like, the Latinos, um, yeah, Venezuelans and Cubans. Yeah. And like um, if you like about was about almost a month ago where like um, there was like that Texas runoff election down south by the border. Like it wouldn't like um, south southern Texas has been always historically blue, no matter what, because like it's close to Mexico where a bunch of people have always come over. And right. um, it went it went red like Trump endorsed yep. like I, I could be wrong. It was 30 or 33 um, candidates um, at, around down there and they all won. But the media didn't talk about it. Yeah, there, there's a big community of, of, of legal Mexican-Americans uh, here in this country that are on the Trump train because the way they see it, they came across here legally. They waited their turn in line. They got here. And they're also seeing the effects of crime on their border. They're seeing yeah. the, the, the smuggling. They're seeing the sexual trafficking, the child trafficking. Yeah. So they know that Republican values of build the wall are really important values. So when I say Mexicans, I'm talking about Mexicans from Mexico. Yeah, because, uh, I spent about half the year there and, you know, Univision and Telemundo have done a number on those people. Um, you know, they, they really think the worst things of Trump. But when it comes to Mexican-Americans, it's definitely more split evenly um, yeah. between your northern Mexican liberals and then your southern, you know, kind of based, uh, you know, Mexicans. So there is a difference. But right now they're saying that uh, Joe Biden is really losing the Latino vote across the country. 
Yeah. Uh, Nevada is one country right now, according to 2024 polling. Yeah. Uh, Nevada has swung 10 points in, in Trump's favor. So this yeah. is a state that went blue and it's already 10 points back. Yeah. Red. Um, there's a lot of regret happening in this country. That's just yeah. the reality. So, yeah. It's yeah. good news. Yeah. And with the border being wide open, like um, I don't think the Democrats have realized it, but they've probably done a generation worth of damage because like um, the Texas vote um, election proved it. Like, um, because like um, in these um, um, uh, Latino countries like Venezuela or um, Cuba or Mexico or a few others, basically like at, at the, in those countries, like people, their houses, they have like 10 or 15 foot walls around around them to just keep them safe. And like, yeah. So and like they know what it feels like to be a pr- truly oppressed. Like uh, I believe it was Pitbull, for instance, he it was last year or the year before where he says he really tried to warn us like um they they know is what like oppression looks like and it can easily happen here as as it anywhere else yeah yeah well it's happening here every every single day and you know there there there's not a lot of systemic racism left in this country there really is it because most yeah. systemic racism has been made illegal yeah. you know especially when it comes to housing discrimination job discrimination as a matter of fact i would argue today if you click black or Mexican or gay on your application, you're probably going to get the job nowadays in America because yeah. of this push for diversity. So as yeah. a matter of fact, we're living in a very anti-racist kind of time right now, which I think is good. However, with that yeah. said, if there is systemic racism left, a lot of it comes down to the Democratic policies. Mm. Democrats themselves are the ones that are creating systemic racism, such as Joe Biden's 1994 crime bill, which whether or not that was his goal or not, it ended up criminalizing a lot of black men putting them in jail and yeah. it took a lot of black men out of the household, out of the home. So yeah. you want to talk about damaging effects. You vote for the Democrats. As I like to say, you actually vote for systemic racism. And yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the problem is the Democrats hide behind beautiful sounding words and feelings and emotions and empathy. And, Oh, we're here yeah. for the people. Yeah. But ultimately their policies are hurting the people and it's keeping yeah. these people stuck in place on a treadmill. Yeah. I grew up in the hood, so I've seen what oppression has looked like. And like when I get and eventually got out of it, I've moved around a lot. Well, because like as a kid, my parent, my mom always moved around, so I always had to go with them, with her. And um, yeah, and when it came to and up till 2020, I was always liberal, very liberal, and occasionally leftist. Occasionally though, but um, I but one thing I always had consistent was I always believed in free speech, no matter what. Like even this, someone that says the stupidest possible thing you can think of, I still thought he should have the right to say that, even though I disagree with that. Yeah. yeah. You know, liberals used to have that stance, too, back in the uh, 80s and 90s. They were the anti-establishment party. And, yeah. uh, you know, they would often be the ones to say, like, F the government and all that stuff. <laughs> uh, so it's just crazy to me that, that liberals used to be pro-free speech, all that stuff. They used to be liberal, like literally all about freedom. And now they've they've adopted some kind of like authoritarian type of approach where they want to hand all the control to the government and they want to hail Fauci and do whatever Fauci says. And it's like, yo, why don't you just like look at the research for yourself, look at the data for yourself and, you know, make your own decisions, live your own life. And they don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And to be fair, like um, there's a difference between leftists and liberal, like um, most people, most people that are on the left, they just lean left and they're just liberal. Now, leftist, that is something different because like liberal, that means just a free, open society. That's what it is. That's what the definition is. Leftist is basically 
right. It's basically left-handed Satanism. Basically, it's like a cult almost. Mm. That's how I view it. Be yeah. Be yeah. Because like um, pretty much like if you look at all these um, institutions that um, the left has put together, it's cult-like. Like, and to be fair, the right has done this before. Like, as a Trump supporter, I realize, eh, kind of a cult, but at least it's not something crazy like that. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm reading right here. It says the key difference is that liberals believe in more conservative practices when it comes to the economy. Leftists believe the government needs to play more of a role in the economy. And they give this example right here. For example, liberals believe that there should be more tax breaks for the wealthy and less government oversight overall. That to me is like the liberals from the 90s. Yeah. Leftists believe that the wealthy should pay higher taxes to fund other social programs designed to help those not benefiting from capitalism. And to me, I would say that that is actually a liberal view as well today. So I think what we're describing um, is more the traditional sense of liberals versus leftists. But at this point in 2022, I just feel like they're all coming together and mm -hmm. everything on the left is becoming radicalized towards the extreme and towards mm -hmm. just all the progressive attitudes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a lot of research backs me up there because when you look at Republicans, they've mm -hmm. only shifted right, they say, by 0.5 out of 10 points. So they went from like a 6 to a 6.5 in the past 30 years. But mm -hmm. the, the, the Democrats went from like a, a, like a 4 to a 2. So they've actually moved two full points over to the left. So mm -hmm. there's been... Um, you know, big differences happening within these different groups. And uh, just for the, to make it easy, I put leftists and liberals in the same bucket at this point. But I do know that there's some nuance. Well, I would disagree that put liberals and leftists together because, like, my I have family that they're pretty liberal, but they don't believe in all this nonsense that the left has done. Like, um, for instance, my mom, she had her, they have this, she, her, five of her sisters, well, four, yeah, five of them, they are, they have a different mom, but, um, and they're actually half Mex Mexican. And like, nice. yeah, 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 they actually are. And they actually, even though they completely disagree with all my points, they think I, I should have a right to say what I want to say. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's and refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're not really, none of my family's really religious except a few of my distant cousins and stuff like that. And my mm. grandpa and his siblings were they're, They were Southern Baptists. Mm. Yeah. And I wouldn't consider myself religious. I consider myself more spiritual. Like um, and what and what I mean is like I believe in God, I believe in the Bible, and I believe in all that. But like, there's certain practices that religious people they believe in that like to go a little too far and stuff like that. Yeah, I that's just my view on it. I don't know what your view on it is. Yeah, I'm not religious. I mean, I I was bar mitzvahed by uh, you know when I was 13, so I grew up I guess practicing Jewish some Jewish traditions. Yeah. Um, but my father is not uh, Jewish. My father is actually mm -hmm. Protestant Catholic, oh. not practicing though. But I did have a Christmas tree growing up as well. So I had a menorah and a Christmas tree. I was one of those lucky kids. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that for a society overall, though, religion is really important. Um, you know, a lot of times we call America Judeo-Christian, and, and, and I get that. But when you look at the actual stats, America is only about 2.5% Jewish, and it's about 60% plus Catholic. And yeah. the Catholic percentage rate has been decreasing over time uh, here in the U.S., and uh, I'm not sure that's necessarily a good thing. You know, I'm not mm. religious at all. I'm not even a Catholic. But yeah. I do think countries that have some kind of religious foundation, they live more morals. There's less crime. Yeah. There's less sexual deviance. Yeah. And look, I'm not. A, I'll be honest. I talk about this all the time. My, I personally struggle with monogamy myself. I'm very mm. liberal when it comes to monogamy and relationships and sex. Oh, I like I, I, me too. Yeah. So I like having that open, free the thing. I don't think monogamy is natural to biology. That's where I'm coming from. But yeah. 
I don't think that all society should be like that. I think that if most society is family oriented, then you can have a percentage of the, the deviants that might get a little bit crazy, you know, on the weekends. Uh, that's reasonable. But right now, it just seems to me that all the young generation is all heading over to OnlyFans. And it's just yeah. normalizing transactional sex. And it's yeah. completely destroyed dating in America. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure if you know about this, but I read, there, was, there, was a, there was a study that I read. Is that like for the last hundred years, every generation has been getting more and more progressive to the left. But um, from the studies that I've read from Zoomers, like it's the first generation in a hundred years to be a teeny bit more conservative for the first time. And basically, from what I and basically how I interpreted that is, like this is the thing that I've I heard from from uh, I believe it was on Tim Pool's podcast. He said that um, progressives don't have children; they have yours, because like um, yep. left, leftists are more likely to abort their children, and more conservative people are more likely to have to keep their kids and like um, have a bunch more kids. Like, um, I believe it was like liberals were having 1.05 or one, not, not, that's too low. I think it was 1.5. I could somewhere around there and conservatives were having 2.05 kids. And so basically like, um, it's getting a team, it's getting slowly and slowly more conservative overall. Like, well, um, there's just two things that we're up against that, that we have to acknowledge, even though conservatives are having more children, you have to understand that we're up against education, public school, we're up yeah. against yeah a corporate world we're up against big tech mainstream media every single institutional power is trying to get kids indoctrinated to the left so we might be having more conservative children on this side but we're fighting against keeping them from being brainwashed and then secondly the democrats are all about open borders it's uh voter replacement theory so you know you lose you lose voters to children but meanwhile you're brainwashing a large percentage of them yeah. You're making the conservative kids feel like outcasts. You're demonizing yeah. them. You're putting CRT and gender yeah. theory into their heads. And then guess what? You're going to Mexico and saying, hey, 15,000 Haitians under the bridge. Come on into yeah. the country in the dark of the night. Yeah. And okay. they're all going to be voting for Democrats, most of them, because they're getting handouts yeah. from our government. Yeah. And like, um, and, and to the point where like conservatives are having more kids, this is something I think the left has realized. That's why they have sought to indoctrinate them, because like um, – if you just went by family in like 20, in, in like in like 20 years, you would have a lot more conservative kids. Well, conservatives, I should say. And you would see the states turning red. So the leftists, they realize that they have sought to indoctrinate the children of more conservative leaning um, parents. And basically, like, um, if the leftists, they get their way with critical race theory and stuff like that, then you would see the kids of conservatives becoming leftists and they would continue to expand their ideology. Right well said yeah well i i i watch a lot of tim pool so i yeah <laughs> i'm I love he's one of my favorite one of my favorite content creators out there you know it's funny i was watching this uh i was on cnn today and they had um an article about jimmy fallon and jimmy kimmel swapping hosts did you hear about that i heard about that yeah it was pretty stupid and, from what I heard. yeah so i'm looking at these two guys jimmy kimmel and jimmy fallon and then i'm thinking you know, 20 years ago, it was David Letterman and Jay Leno, right? And then yeah. I, I started thinking like, well, back then, Jay Leno and, and, and David Letterman were such an impactful characters to everybody. Like they were no. some of the biggest celebrities that everybody tuned into. And I was like, when's the last time I actually watched Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't watch them. And, and, and seeing them, I don't feel inspired by them. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't idolize them. But then I turn on Tim Pool, who probably yeah. gets better ratings at this point. And I'm inspired yeah. by him. I fanboy yeah. him. 
And it's just amazing that essentially he's a guy in his living room with a, the same setup I have right now. Yeah. He's reaching more people than CNN does. Yeah. Jimmy Fallon does. Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel does. But yet these are yeah. the clowns that are up on, on, you know, getting paid $30 million a year wearing suits on TV. Like there's somebody yeah. special. And then their audience is all, oh my God, oh my God. And I'm like, yo, Tim Poole doesn't even have an audience. He just is sitting in his living room getting yeah. 10 times more views than you guys. Yeah. And he's actually teaching us stuff every day. I learn something every day from Tim Poole. Yeah, like Tim Poole, he's actually one of my heroes, actually. My my biggest one is obviously Joe Rogan, no question there. I'm also a big fan of Ben Shapiro. He's actually one of the people that got me started into into like to red pill me. It's like, me too. Ben Shapiro well, and Officer Tatum. Yeah, I like Tatum. He's a cool guy. But like yeah. it first started when I watched Joe Rogan. Because because like before I I this before um I saw a bunch of Joe's um political episodes. I actually watched his U, a couple of his UFC stuff, which I'm a UFC fan, and so yeah. And then so I got expo- that's how I got exposed to people like Ben Shapiro, Tim Poole, Jordan Peterson, Brett Weinstein, and a, and a lot of others. Candace Owens too, which I'm a big yeah. fan of her. Yeah, she had a lot of viral hits on uh, Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, during during 2020, she she really addressed a lot of the facts about black on black crime, and yeah. you know how 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 the black community should take you know step up a little bit and have some more responsibility mm-hmm. and accountability for some of their actions. And I'm not to, I'm not saying police are perfect because the yeah. police are not, and you know bad cops yeah. and bad police practices yeah. should be fixed. And I do believe in police reform. I believe in prison reform. Yeah. Um, I believe cops need more training. I think they need more equipment. I think they need more non-lethals. Yeah. Uh, but defund the police is stupid. Yeah. And for any community, whether it's black or brown or yellow, to look at the police and say, yeah. you're the problem, they're yeah. part of the problem, but they're not the full problem. Yeah. A lot of a lot of it has to do with how we as people interact with police when they stop us. And, you know, I get stopped by the police often enough because yeah. I am a brown person in America. And so I understand yeah. that I do get stopped more than a white person. But when it happens, I don't freak out. I don't curse at the cops. I don't resist. Yeah. Officer, how are you? What can I do? You know, what do yeah. you need to see? It yeah. always goes peaceful. And as a matter of fact, I've only gotten one ticket out of probably about seven traffic interactions. The other ones were warnings and uh, yeah. everything's fine. It's just yeah. treat police with respect. And yeah. that's going to solve 99% of the problems. Yeah. Like I'm a story, like I'm, I was waiting for the bus one day to get ready to go to work. It was actually um, last winter, I believe. Yeah. And it was snowing out. And like an officer, he, he stopped by and asked if I was okay. And I told him, yeah, he was a really nice guy. When I told him I was fine, he just went along his business, stuff like that. Yeah. 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 But um, my view on this is like, um, I don't believe in defunding the police, not even a little bit. But I don't think you can necessarily no. say, I don't think you can necessarily say back the blue either. Here's why. Because like if you look at like California, New York, police were just, were, were just standing down when the rioting was going on. And like um, when um, when the V mandates were, ha- were happening and like um, businesses were ordered to shut down, the police came and enforced it, like made people shut their businesses down or even in some cases arrested or fined them. Like I, I did see the police arrest uh, or escort a five year old boy out of an Applebee's in New York. Um, oh, yeah, I did. I did see that happen. And and that's you're right. That's situations where you'd say I don't black the blue, because when the police start to enforce really shitty laws that go against the people, well, they need to be called out for that. But, you know, understanding that exists. 
I know that when I'm in danger, if I need to call somebody, I am going to call 911. And I understand because I a lot of my family's in the force, and we only usually get to see the horror stories in the news. 99% of their interactions are good police work, by the oh, yeah. book. Oh, yeah. It never makes the news because there's no story. Yeah. You know, they go in and and, and they, they they interact with these dangerous people that I don't want to interact with, and they yeah. take care of the trash. They take care of the crazy people. They take care of people that are having mental issues or breakdowns. It's a dangerous job. Yeah. And a lot of times police officers are being spit on, attacked, stabbed, yeah. but they end up somehow, you know, neutralizing the threat, arresting these people, and everyone goes home and has a nice day. That doesn't yeah. make the news because that's not a story. Yeah. So yeah. I do think I think the vast majority of police are probably good. Oh, yeah. No questions. Or at least well attention right. and the bad ones need to be weeded out and yeah you know oh, they, they, need to, they need to be held accountable and they need to be yeah. punished if they do anything wrong and abuse their power yeah. like i'm totally in support of that yeah like in my state iowa our governor kim reynolds she actually passed a she signed a bill that banned chokeholds of any kind which i actually agree with that to be quite honest because like um when you get in that situation if you put your hand around someone's neck you can literally suffocate them without even realizing it yeah right yeah, it's, that's yeah. A, that's an interesting piece of policy. Yeah, I had, I'm, I'm I believe a few other states passed that. I believe Florida did. If I if I if I'm if I if I'm correct or not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, they need they need they need more training. And I think another thing that police do need to have is mandated fitness tests. Um, oh yeah. You know, I, I I've traveled the world and I've seen police all around the world. And let me tell you something. One of the one of the forces that impressed me the most was Poland. When I went yeah. to Poland, every single officer there was like six foot tall. They all appeared to have six packs. They were all were young men, physical peak condition. Yeah. And so ultimately, yeah. I know that if they were to see a threat, they yeah. could subdue somebody just with their sheer body, their strength. And the yeah. problem here in America, most of our police forces are obese, lethargic, and out of shape. And yeah. unless you can hold your own physically, guess what's going to happen? You're yeah. going to go to the taser or the gun probably faster than you'd have to if you were yeah. actually in shape and competent. If you're physically competent, you don't need to rely on those weapons as much. And yeah. uh, I'll tell you this, being healthy, having a low body fat for these police yeah. officers, having a healthy body is going to yeah. lead to a healthier mind. It's going to give them better reaction time. Yeah. So I think that they do need more training, physical training, fitness training. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think that that. If you hit a certain BMI as a police officer, you should not be able to patrol. If you are, for example, 100 yeah. pounds overweight, you should not yeah. be allowed to patrol the streets. I actually agree with that because, like, the military has those kinds of standards. Like, um, when I was younger, I wanted to be a Marine. And then when I realized all the stuff they had to go through, oh, my God, there's no way I could go through that. Yeah, Right, but the that's the thing. You don't want to have lethargic, you know, mm -hmm. slow people in your force. Yeah. You just don't yeah. want it. Well, I agree. I completely agree. Yeah. yeah, and like being a Marine was actually one of my dreams because it was something my grandpa was. But thank you for the service to your grandfather. Yeah, he passed away in '92. Yeah, but thanks. Yeah, yeah, I'll let my grandma know. He's a patriot at heart, man. That's he'll always be a patriot for the country. So yeah. I have great, I got respect for him. That sacrifices he made. Yeah, he was in Vietnam, and I, my dad I too. Be, yeah, I could be wrong, but I believe he was one of the guys that went out and did recon missions and stuff like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and all of his brothers were in the military too. Like two of his brothers were in the Navy. One of them was in the Air Force and the other was in the Army. And like, yeah, and like they all were in like Korea and Vietnam, I believe. Like, it's well, my, grand, my grandpa wasn't in Korea. He was in Vietnam. And I believe his, his, one of his brothers was in Vietnam too. 
And I know at, at least one of his other brothers was in Korea. I don't know about the other two, though. I, I would have to ask again. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, all, all, all five of them were actually actually some of my heroes. All five of them are. But I never oh, got yeah. to meet. I never got to meet any of them, but um, they're all uh, they're all my heroes because, like my family, they tell me all these cool stories about them, and I I just love hearing them. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wish I had a photo of my grandpa when he was in the Marines. Like, I have not seen a single one of them. That's but good I that we have, have that uh, that bloodline though of, of of military patriot fighters. I, I love that, yeah. and that's probably a little bit why you're doing what you're doing now. Because in a weird way, we're also fighting a battle too online. You know, we yeah. we're we're sacrificing by putting our thoughts out there on the internet. I mean, half the country yeah. hates us and wants us dead, yeah. or they want us in gulags. So yeah. I always tell yeah. people we're fighting a different kind of battle. You know, don't thank me for the service, but understand yeah. that. Yeah. Me putting on a MAGA hat and you putting on the don't tread on me flag behind you and coming out like this. Yeah. You will get death threats, my man. You I don't know oh, if you've yeah. got any death threats yet. No, they're, I they're, no they're, I haven't. They're coming. Um yeah. in 2020, I got I got a handful of them in 2020. And uh it's scary, it's scary at first when you hear them, especially when you're live on a stream and they're like, I'm coming to kill you right now. Yeah. You're like, oh shit. But well, ultimately, these are just punks. That's yeah. what I realized. They're yeah. Well, yeah. Well, first this thing it actually isn't live. I'm just recording it right now. Then tomorrow I'm gonna upload it. Because I like, because I, I that's how I, that's how I prefer. I haven't done a live yet, but I will eventually. Like um, back yeah, to that. Live is I'll tell you I'll tell you why live is fun. The only reason why live is fun is for audience interaction in real time, because yeah. they get to come on, ask questions, and then for you the benefit is you get more super chats. Oh, when you do yeah. live streams, you're more likely to get super chats. But right now, I think yeah. your channel's not eligible no, yet. It's not. It's like no, ten thousand subscribers. No. But when you get there, when you get yeah. there, you'll you'll want to do live chats a lot. Yeah. Well. Considering this year's going to be midterms, I'm actually going to be doing a live on that day, like pretty much for the entire day, just just so I can go over everything that's going on. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm going to invite a few people. Oh, that's on. dope. Yeah, if you want to come on, either that you can you can too. Yeah. Yeah, bro, show me a link and I'll, I'll hop on for a little bit. We could do a lot of collabs. Yeah, yeah, I plan because my next week episode, the next the episode next week is also going to be a collab. He's actually the guy is actually a real estate agent who operates in Dallas, Texas. And yeah, and I, I, I found him because I watched his channel and yeah, yeah. And by the way, it's awesome. Yeah, I found you from Jeff from Paint the Trump because I could be wrong, but I believe you were at one of his flag waving things or is he one of that? Yeah, I go, like to, that? I go to those and I'm actually, I'm seeing him in two weeks. Uh, we're going to be uh, April 16th, we're protesting against Disney and yeah. uh, should be a freaking huge protest here. I'll be in my Spider-Man costume. So yeah. I think it's really going to trigger a lot of the liberals when they see what they think is going to be the cast of Disney protesting against uh, Disney's wokest wokeism. They're, they're going woke. They're going to be going broke. Yeah. 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 Oh, when you were doing like one of your past um, streams or something, I believe it was um, when you were like um, asking, when you were asking people about Trump 2024, you asked, you said in the comment section, he wouldn't go on his podcast again because like one of the guys with the host was racist or something. Like, is that true or not? Well, he, there are just things that he has said. I think I know who you're referring to. I yeah, think I know who you're referring to. Yeah, there's just been things he said on his own channel to describe himself where he has literally said, you know, I'm a bit racist. I mean, he's openly yeah. said that. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not a racist person. I really don't care yeah. about anyone's skin color. You know, yeah. when you invited me on the show, I don't know what the hell you were. To be honest, I didn't care. <laughs> it means nothing yeah. to me. Um, yeah. You could have been Asian, black, Latino, white. I don't, I don't give a shit. All yeah, I care I about is 
Are you a kind person? Do you treat people, you know, fairly? Oh, yeah. And he, 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 look, he's a good kid overall. He's a yeah. pretty good kid. Um, but I don't want to be sitting next to someone who literally goes on their own show and says, hi, I'm a bit racist. Because yeah. at the end of the day, that can rub off on you. And I, and I just, I need to protect my brand because already being a MAGA wearing Trump supporter, there's already mm. this perception of he's a white supremacist, which makes no sense because yeah. I'm not even freaking white. <laughs> But yeah, I just got to make sure not to align myself with anybody that's expressing any type of any thoughts like that. Yeah. That's all it comes yeah. down to. Yeah, I believe on the podcast, he even called gay people the F word, which I was like, wait, what are you doing, man? You're, he, he you're making drops a- that, yeah, that's another thing. He drops he drops that word so much. And another I think even is, Jeff doesn't like it. I don't think yeah, Jeff, Jeff even doesn't likes like it. They use that word. He doesn't, he doesn't like that either. But but here's the other issue is, for example, because I grew up as a liberal, because I lived in Thailand for a year, I have had exposure to the trans community. Okay? Yeah. Now, if I meet a woman, a trans woman, and she is or Zed, whatever it is, I'll respect yeah. her to call her by her preferred pronouns. I have no Same problem here. doing that. No problem. And even, no problem. And, even, and even when I describe her in the third party, I'll refer to her as her. But the host I'm referring to, he won't do that. He'll call her yeah. dude, him. He's like, I'm not going to refer. And I'm like, that's really, to me, that's condescending. Now, yeah. do I think trans women should compete against biological women in sports? Absolutely not. That There's yeah. limits to this. Do I have to believe that trans women are women? I don't have to believe that because it's not true. Trans women are either biological men or they're trans women. But you yeah. cannot change your DNA from XX chromosome to XY chromosome mm-hmm. or vice versa. Your biology is fixed and it's set in stone for the rest of your life. The only yeah. exception is intersex people. The only time yeah. is when someone is actually born, what used to be called hermaphrodite, but that yeah. is only 0.0018% of the population, which Stephen Crowder, thank you for pointing that out on your show. Yeah. But yeah. true intersex people are extremely rare and uncommon. Yeah. Transgender people, I want everyone to live their best life. If you're 18 yeah, plus and you here. want to live your life as a woman and you're born a man, Yo, you do you, King. You do you, Queen. I don't give a shit. You should have the right to do what you want with your body. Yeah. But the fact um, that the leftists and the liberals are imposing, they're imposing their worldview on conservatives. Yeah. I do think that that's wrong. That if if somebody wants to refer to a trans woman as a him, that should be protected. That should be allowed because that's their worldview. But I personally wouldn't do that. I will respect a trans person. Same here. Like, um, I have a, I have a friend. She's not, she's not trans, but, um, she, she told me beforehand that she doesn't consider she has um, she, she has any gender. That's what she told me. Like we disagree on ev- on almost everything, but she actually respects my opinion and thinks I should have a right to say it. And like and like she is like she has like weird color hair, like purple, pink, red, stuff like that. And me and her get along just fine. I see her pretty much every day because I work with her. Yeah, and- that's great. That's great to hear that you have that that level of tolerance, which is disappearing from this world. Yeah, but she goes by she, they, and she knows I'm pretty positive she's watching this because she watches my show a lot. But um, yeah, and she goes by that, and I don't care. I'll, I'll I have no problem with that. Like she's she's a nice person. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, like she yeah because it's me and her make like me and her make a lot of jokes all the time. Not about that, but like um dark humor jokes and stuff like that. Yeah. And like when I say like she's like um she's pretty left she 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 makes jokes about Ben Shapiro I just get like uh, yeah even I just let it go by even it's 
I disagree with that, but it, it's still kind of funny though. Like she, she literally sent me a photo of like um an anime character in a princess dress, I believe it was, and she and with Ben Shapiro's face over over it. Like <laughs> I I disagreed with that, but I actually kind of laughed at it. Yeah, I completely disagree with it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, some of the a few other things that I wanted to talk about was um potentially the national divorce idea. I'm pretty sure you've heard it all a lot, like particularly like yeah. from down south. Like my view on it is, is like um, if we can't work together, like uh, like an instance, like in a relationship, if a couple, they can't, they hate each other. They don't want to be around each other. They divorce, which, okay. So I think we should view that as, as the country, like red states go their way, blue states go their way, and we just live fine. But um, there's no way the federal government will just let that go by because, like, they would lose access to resources in tax dollars. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how that would actually work in execution. I mean, would we have two different presidents? Yeah. Would the red states be like, we have President Trump, and then the blue states are like, we have President Biden? And then there's another ultimate president on top of that. Like, yeah. do we have a new office now? Like, I, I don't know yeah. how that would actually work as a national divorce. But I think that when Trump wins in 2024 – yeah. That is really going to be the, the spark for us to really start to think about what the hell are we going to do as a country? Because at this point, we are getting stretched so far apart. And I blame one thing and one thing only. I blame algorithms. That's who I blame yeah. the most. Yeah. Because here's the thing. If you go back 40 years ago, we all opened the newspaper, right? All, we all turned the TV. Most yeah. of us saw the same exact thing. We all had access to the same information. So it was yeah. easy for most of the world to be on one world view. The problem yeah. with the algorithms is you have companies like Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube who are basically, their goal is to make you spend as much time on their site as possible. Their goal is to make you watch as many videos as possible and to click around as much as possible and get more ad revenue as, as much as possible. So yeah. what do they do? They personalize the experience for all of us. They personalize yeah. it for you, for me, for him. So yeah. every single person on the internet has an entirely different experience. And that's yeah. why liberals are getting fed these facts about Trump and Trump supporters like us are getting these facts yeah. about Trump. So when we yeah. come together and they say to us, Hey, Adam, can you name a Trump policy? And you go, yeah, sure. Uh, the first step act, they go, I've never heard of that before. What is it? Oh, Trump yeah. helped black men get out of jail. If they were put there for nonviolent drug offenses, I've never heard of that. That's not a real, that's not a real policy. Actually it yeah. is a real policy, but they wouldn't know that because of the algorithms. So I blame, yeah. I blame Twitter. And as a matter of fact, Jack Dorsey, the, the previous CEO of Twitter, he just yeah. came out last week saying that he takes a lot of blame for what's happened to the Internet. As soon as he threw Trump off the Internet and allowed the mm -hmm. Taliban to stay on, that's when yeah. I said, bro, we are we are in a dark spot, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I believe it started like after the 2016 election, because after Trump won, after everyone counted about everyone thought Hillary would win, no question. And. When Trump won, the media went intact to Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey because they because they said like um you allowed Trump to bypass the media and go straight to the people. This is your fault. You guys created these platforms, so we need to start going hammering after you too because like um the media they're not holding to the same regulations. Well, I should I should rephrase that. The media they have like their own bias and stuff like that. At the time, social media. They didn't really have that. And so now social media has now come under that bubble now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But back, to right. what, yeah. But what, back to what I was saying about the national divorce idea, like red states and blue states. There's no actual real way to split the country up into two. 
but like there could be like five different regions. Like um, there was a book like 40 years ago, I believe it was called the nine nations of North America. Basically like it took every country in North America, Canada, the U S Cuba and everywhere else down there. And it basically like divided into nine nations. Like I, I'm trying to, rem I don't remember exactly what um, each nation was called, but like it took parts. Of I Canada. got it. Oh yeah. There you go. Empty, empty quarter. Echotopia, Mexamerica, Breadbasket, Quebec, yeah. New England, the Foundry, Dixie, and the Islands. Yeah, and ba and ba and base. I I haven't read the book, but I heard about it, and I, I heard like a few things about it. And basically, like um, the way it's divided up is like um, each area like produces like the Midwest and part of Canada is is called the breadbaskets. I believe I could be wrong. Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah. yeah. And and basically, like um. Could we? I don't think we could see like all these countries breaking up like that. I don't buy that, but I could buy like the U.S. only doing it, and like um, California and Oregon and Washington, they can go create their own little thing. Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, Utah, Colorado, and like Louisiana can go do their thing. You guys in Florida and a few others like Georgia and South Carolina can go do your thing, and obviously New York. We know that entire area. I am, yeah. I don't even want to get started on that. <laughs> yeah, I've I never. Look, I got to look at that book up a little bit more. I want to look into that. Yeah, and this is something that I heard about the national divorce idea, and it's actually a fair point. Is that um the moment it happens, if it does happen, whether it's peaceful or not, that means China is going to come into play immediately. China and Russia, and like one of the theories that I heard from this guy, I forgot who he was. But he says that um, he wrote he says that if the he thinks the national divorce is a stupid idea, because like um, if it happens, the left would side with China and Russia to take to destroy what's left of America. And to a, I can actually see that happening. But um, I don't think we would just let let that happen, because here's why. Texas, for instance, they're I think they would take the military in the second, at least a giant bunch of it, because like SpaceX is there. They have the resources. They have their own like. Um, was it? I believe their own power plant. Could that be wrong? Their own supply source. Yeah, and I think they would do fine. Now, and this is also another point that leftists make about the national divorce idea, is that red states would go under the moment it happens because blue states supply all their tax dollars and stuff like that. Okay, yeah, you you supply healthcare and tax dollars, but um, we supply your food. So where are you going to get that? Yeah, we'll starve out the blue cities. Yeah. Like, 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 like um, if there was like a civil war or something like um, we would just surround Boston or Chicago or someplace like that and just starve them out. Yeah. Because, because well, those like people would be, those people would be lost. You take these city people with their salad bowls and their, you know, coffee to go from Starbucks every day. You put them in the wilderness. They're lost as hell. They're, they're, they're not self-sufficient people. They depend yeah. on the infrastructure of a city to survive. Um, so in, in a civil war, it's, it's the, it's the farmers that are going to have the, Huge advantage. You know, most people I yeah. know that live on farmlands, they all yeah. own like, they all each have five to ten weapons, guns. They're <laughs> they're they're like small militias and they have all the food and eggs and chickens in the world and they have water purifiers and infiltration systems. So it's like yeah. they can survive a yeah. civil war, but yeah. the cities yeah. they'll go into a panic. And like here's another interesting thing a lot of people don't talk about is like um there's actually really no blue states outside of maybe California. But there's actually in New York, of course, there's no actual really blue states. There's only red states with blue cities in them. 
Like um, the biggest example of that, I believe, is is Oregon and Washington, and Washington. Like and also Chicago too, if you want to throw that in there. Like Illinois, because because like all those places, like um, the moment you leave Chicago, it's basically like um, down south Illinois because. I was um, boarded on Illinois. The moment you go down to South Illinois, it's country land, man. So you got Springfield down there. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's Abraham Lincoln exactly. town down there, for instance. Like, exactly. also like, yeah. And also like um, Oregon, for instance, like um, you probably, I don't know. I heard of this from Tim Pool. You may not have heard of it, but um, like there was like the greater Idaho movement where like part, like um, Western, what, no, it's Eastern Idaho. Um, 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 Oregon would b- would break off from from Oregon and join Idaho to create the Greater Idaho like, Movement. Which one was the best thing, man? Yeah, and be- because like um the eastern part of Oregon is is actually conservatives like farmland and um guns and stuff like that, everything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it, look, it'll be it'll be very interesting if any of that happens. I hope it doesn't. I hope that we can find a way to amicably come together. But I'll tell you this: I went on a uh, I went on a date tonight. And yeah. I actually, I spoke about this on my TikTok and, uh, you know, the girl, she kept looking towards my wrist and cause I yeah. wear my bracelets out. One is, one says, thank God my mom is pro-life. Yeah. The other one says, take America back Trump 2024. Yeah. And, I got uh, that. I got that flag right over there on the wall. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> but, uh, she, she was really unhappy with my bracelets and she was very triggered by my, my views so she literally said, I'm not comfortable being here with you tonight. Got up and left the date. For and, real? Uh, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> oh and, and it just it goes to show you, though, the level of intolerance of the left when it comes to right-wingers. I mean, they think that we're this domestic, radicalized terrorist. And, uh, you know, I told her, I said, January 6th, the Capitol, I was at that rally. And I'm very proud of that fact because, you know, it was, a, it was besides the idiots that attacked police and mm-hmm. did damage, yes, they should be serving some kind of sentences. Yeah. But... 99.9% of us were just peacefully waving our little flags. And she said to me, like, why, what brought you there? What made you go there? I said, look, I just want to make sure that we have free and fair, you know, uh, elections in this country. That's all I was going to protest. Just want free and fair elections in this country. And yeah. uh, that's why I was there, was to show support for my country and hold my flag. And yeah. uh, it really upset her. It really upset her. And this goes to show you where we're headed as a country. There's... There's no more overlap anymore. It's yeah. going to be liberals yeah. and conservatives. Yeah, I'm also. I'd also would take a guess. She just listens to the media too, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because- I, mean, I was, I was getting all the liberal sound bites from her, and I eventually told her, I was like, listen, listen. The one thing you got to realize is I was a liberal for 35 years. I said 35 years of my life, I I was pro-choice. I was going to pro-choice rallies. Like I, I, I get where you're coming from. I was like, believe me, I used to be exactly there. I was like, but there are certain things that just change your perception for the rest of your life and you can't go back. Hmm. And hmm. Uh, it really upset her to know that I had left that side. Yeah. And uh, fast forward, here we are. God bless yeah. America. God bless America. Also, did you tell her that um, January 6th was actually most likely like um, a federal job inside job? Of like- course, I, of course I, I, I dropped a little bit of facts for her about that day, <laughs> but uh, she, she didn't really believe it. She, she thinks it's all just angry Trump supporters yeah, I think Ray Epps, the, that guy disproves that theory. <laughs> yeah, there's a few guys on that list that, uh, you know, there was one There was one guy, apparently, I think his number was uh, number 353, Luke, Luke, Luke something. That guy and, with uh, the guy with the horns? 
No, no, that was that was Jake. That's Jake, the the shaman. But there was another guy that was on the list of FBI's most wanted. He was his picture was number three fifty three, Luke Luke Robinson maybe, and uh, he had a gun inside the Capitol, hmm. and uh, his name was taken off of the FBI list, and he never faced any charges. So it's like it's like the one dude that factually had a gun inside gets the name dropped off the list. It's like that's suspicious yeah. as hell. That and sounds also, to me like maybe an, an informant. I don't know how this stuff works. And also, it wasn't just inform. It wasn't just federal agents. There, Antifa was there. If you didn't know, because like, oh, hundred percent. I saw my own eyes. I know. Like the, when they climbed the wall and they and they put, pulled their hoods over their head, they were yeah. all black with the. I I don't know if I saw the logo. I may have. I'll have to go back and check that. But they had black hoods and stuff like that, and they yeah. were the ones that were breaking, that were smashing the windows and got in. Yeah, like, and they also had like uh, fake Infowars stickers on their on their loudspeakers. Yeah. And they had like they had the like, fake Trump stickers and Trump hats to, to blend yeah. in. Yeah, and I mean, look, look, let me let me tell you this. I've been to so many rallies that year, and every single rally there was always anti-protesters, counter-protesters. Yeah, and that day there were none. You know why? They were inside the rally. They were they were yeah. in. They infiltrated. Yeah. Also, did you see that funny? I here's the here's the thing though. Like there were videos of people that they claim to be Trump supporters, but they really weren't. Like you would never convince me. Like um, you saw that video of the guy with I believe it was the metal fence who's just pushing it against the door trying to get in. No, no Trump supporter is going to do that. They're they're smarter than that. Or like, yep. or like when you saw the picture of the guy with the horns on his head and the people next to him with with Trump flags. If you look at them, they look like soy boys and stuff like that. Like, you're never going to convince me they were Trump supporters. Now, were there Trump supporters that went into the Capitol? Yes. Should they be punished? Yes, because for trespassing. But, like, um, to say that they were terrorists, I believe is asinine. Yeah. Yeah. Look, they want to yeah. say that not a single left winger was arrested that day. The first guy arrested was John Earl Sullivan. Yeah. And uh, he was a known BLM protester. Like he's been said he's a BLM activist. Was so the, the reality that, is just that fact alone. Yeah. I thought was he the guy that sold that tape to CNN? Because he's yeah, he made was, 70 grand. He made 70 grand from CNN or something. But apparently he had to give the money back. I don't know. He ended up getting arrested. I don't know what's going on. But but he was there and you know, there's other evidence. If you want to go online and find it, you you know, you guys, not you, I'm talking about your audience. Yeah, um, you guys are more than welcome to look with your own eyes, but I know that I can't convince anyone otherwise on a on a podcast. And also, I don't know how much we could show on a podcast without getting nuked by our YouTube oligarchs. Yeah, <laughs> like and like, um, do you think that guy with the horns was his name Jake again? I Jacob, think yeah. Jake. I are. Do you think he was like? Um, because there, I, there was a video of him at a BLM BLM protest. That was so, that was uh, that that picture was actually cropped incorrectly. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, that was actually they 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 cut out the image of what his sign actually said. So he, he he was protesting the BLM protesters. Okay, because I I what I was told earlier is that um he was actually at the at a protest with and basically with them, like and so I guess I was wrong on that. I admit that then. No, he, he, there is a photo of him that circulated where he's like holding his staff and it's like he's at a BLM riot. But yeah. the picture was cropped so that it didn't show you the full context of where he actually was. Yeah. And basically, like, um, <laughs> you know, South Park made a joke about January 6th. Well, it was actually an entire episode on it where basically they had him with the horns on him and a few other QAnon people there basically trying to make the rights um, conservatives look, look terrible. You can go watch that episode. I believe it was the pan. No, it wasn't the pandemic special. It was the vac. 
no, I can't say the word. It was the V special episode. All yeah. right, I got to check it out. It's it was hilarious. <laughs> I literally couldn't stop laughing at it. But <laughs> that sounds funny as hell. Yeah, it was it was the sequel to the pandemic episode, which yeah it was funny, but it wasn't as good in my opinion. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah, and like um, I actually. I, on the day of January 6th, I was actually working on that day. Me and my, my co-workers were actually watching it on the news, like on our phones while we were working. And basically, like, um, we were all, I was like, what's going on up there? I don't really know that. Like, because then there were photos that circulated of, like, of like um, secret service men. They haven't pointed their guns at the door and stuff, stuff something like that, where the people were banging on, on it trying to get in. Yeah. And then crazy you have some. Like, that, was, that was a crazy day. Scary shit. Yeah. And because like um, I have I know people, friends and even family who said Trump incited that incited that riot and he was responsible for it. I watched the speech. If you realize if you look at the time on it, they, they were actually storming the Capitol before Trump was even done speaking. And basically like um, yep. at, towards towards the end of it, of the speech, he, he told them that he, he they should walk over there and peacefully protest and make their voices heard, which. um. He said yeah. peacefully and patriotically. Yes. And, 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 and yeah. And so, yeah, like, um, I'm a huge Joe Rogan fan, but he talked about that speech about, about that speech. And I don't know if Spotify made him say it or not, or something like that, or if it was the, he was doing something for the guests because the guest was actually a leftist on that night. But basically like, he said, like there was, um, there's video there's video footage of Trump telling them they need to fight for like hell and stuff like that. Well, if you, if you, I don't, I think Joe was actually just doing what Spotify told him to do. And like, um, because like there's actually a bunch of videos and videos out there of Democrats and leftists saying fight like hell. The biggest one, Maxine Waters. <laughs> oh yeah. Because it was like, it was like, it was right before that um, Derek Chauvin um, um, verdict. And yeah, like, um, I thought it. I, I thought he deserved to go to jail and stuff like that. No question, but I don't think it was murder. I think it was just manslaughter. Yeah. Now, yeah. yeah. my uncle believes in that too, and yeah. We got a lot of work to do in this country, man. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, you're fully convinced Trump will run in 2024. I personally feel that this is the only outcome. I don't know why else he's doing all these rallies, and I've been to. This year, 2022, I've already been to four Trump rallies where Trump actually spoke. So this yeah. year alone, I've already been to four Trump rallies. And he alludes to it without actually saying it because election laws and donation laws, he just can't. But I am convinced that Trump's mm -hmm. running in 2024. All right. If he if he does, if he had to put like 100 bucks right now, who would be his VP? I want to say DeSantis, but I, again, I, I feel like if I'd rather keep him here in Florida for, you know, the, the term and then have him come in to take over as president uh, yeah. when Trump's done with his second term. But uh, Trump DeSantis, I think that that's a winning ticket. Um, if not DeSantis, I don't know. Yeah. I, I have know. two, I have two perspectives on that. And basically like, um, you have to put, the, you put the two big dogs together. There's no way they can lose. Or like, um, if you don't put them together, just have Trump run and have someone else be his VP. It keeps Florida um, red because like, um, this is just my view on it. It's like, um, I think Florida became red because of DeSantis. And I don't think it was Republicans. It was DeSantis. They were, he was the reason why. And like the, if he leaves that immediately, like 
the 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 uh, the, 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 the possibility of a Democrat governor being put there in Florida goes up dramatically. Mm. That's just my view on it. Like and same, yeah, and like same thing with with Texas probably. I think Greg Abbott was actually a good a big reason why Texas is actually be, is doing a lot of the good things it is right now. I don't think yeah. it was just a Republican Republicans. Well, we'll but, see, man. I'm, I'm really excited for for election season 2024. And just today, I was uh, I went to Wawa, which is a gas station convenience store down here in Florida. Yeah. And as I'm checking out the the Latina cashier, mm-hmm. she looked at my hand and she also saw this great bracelet, and she said to me. Mm-hmm. She goes, do you really think he's going to run again? And I go, yeah, absolutely. Why not? And she goes, Lord knows we all need him. And then yeah. everybody in line, everybody in line saw the exchange and they, they all were like, they all did that face where they're like, yeah, we know. Yeah. You look, you might hate the man. You might hate his personality. Like like me. Your I life think- was better. Your life was better. Yeah. Like um, I'm a huge Trump fan, even though I have to say he – did say some things he probably shouldn't have said, like um, when he called Stormy Daniels a horse face. As funny as that was, the president, you're the president. You can't be saying that, man. Or like um, John McCain. I'm not a big John McCain fan, but um, the guy was like a veteran. You can't go after him like that, man. He can't. Yeah, he needed to show more couth. But unfortunately, that's kind of the package you get with Trump. You have to get it all together. Yeah. So if I have to put up with those inappropriate comments in exchange for the strength that we had, the the courage that we had, the wits, yeah. uh, I'm going to take that trade off every day of the damn week. And I'm a New Yorker, so I actually yeah. respect his brash, abrasive attitude. But you are right. He does not behave presidentially a lot of the time. But there are a lot of times he does behave very presidentially and like, the media does not play those speeches. Like he gave a great speech at Mount Rushmore, which I thought that was an amazing speech. He's given a lot of great speeches. I mean, the day he won the election and he was being, uh, you know, the, the, when he came in and was taken over for Obama, whatever that day is called, I forgot, January uh, 20th. Inauguration. Inauguration. Day. Inauguration. Uh, he literally said, today we had the, we hand the country, the keys to the country back to you, the people. Yeah. And I was like, damn, that's, that's, that's fucking deep. Yeah. Like, Thank you, Trump. He was actually for the people. It was beautiful to hear. Yeah. And like, um, in my opinion, Trump is actually one of the top five best presidents we've ever had in this country, in my view. Like, I go yeah. back and forth between him at, at number four and number five, between him and Reagan. I, I go back and forth because, like, they're both pretty similar and they were both great presidents. Even though I wasn't alive during Reagan's time, I wasn't born yet, I still like a lot of the things he did. I'll, I'll say this. My favorite president so far, and again, I don't know a lot about history. I'm not a history buff. Um, I don't know yeah. a lot about politics beyond the last couple of years because yeah. that's all I really know about. But I'll say this. Yeah. You got to give credit to George Washington. Yeah. You got to give credit to him. Number you got to give credit to Abraham Lincoln. Yep. He did some amazing things. You got to give credit to the president that passed the Civil Rights Act. Who was that guy? What was that president that did the Civil Rights Act? LBJ. I know that people have a big view on him. I don't like him, actually. A lot of I, people don't like him, and I get that. But, 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 I, but do acknowledge, I, I do acknowledge that um, I don't, I like, I hate, I couldn't stand a lot of things he did. But I did acknowledge that he did have a a bright spot, a sole bright spot, and that was the Civil Rights Act. But that correct. Was now I understand that he actually was a bit of a racist himself, which well, he had to be. He had to be pressured into making this decision, apparently, from what I've heard. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, you'll so, never con- he you'll never convince me he willingly did that. He, I don't think he really had much of a choice. 
Right. He might not be a good man, but I got to just say, you got to give credit where credit's due. And when you pass such a powerful piece of legislation, such as anti-discrimination, hey, man, that, that that's a big bill. So yeah. he might not go in my top five, but that policy has to go into oh. the top five list. So let's pull out that policy. So George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, the Civil Rights Act, and well, uh, Trump are well, going to be my top four. Here's my top five. Washington, Lincoln, Jefferson, Reagan, Trump. Yeah. yeah, I need to know. No, I know that I know that Reagan invented the "Make America Great Again." Yeah, um, so I got to give him credit for that. Yeah, um, but I don't know yeah. enough about him really to to, to yeah. put him on my list. Yeah. But it seems and he's then, well liked by the by the right. And then also, there's a few others that come after them, like obviously JFK. I'm a huge JFK fan. Um, I'm also a Calvin Coolidge fan. You probably don't know a whole lot about him, no. but like something about Calvin Coolidge, he's the only president to ever shrink the government. He literally was the only president out of them all. And, the, and he was given the nickname Silent Cal because he didn't because he was the only president that realized that the, the job of the president presidency should not be a major factor in your life. Hmm. And like there was a there was a funny story about about him where basically like a reporter came up to him and said, Mr. President, I just made a bet with someone that I can make you say more than two words. And his reply and his reply was, you lose. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. funny. Yeah, that's that's pretty savage, man. I I would have loved for John F, you know, JFK and JFK Jr. to to have been presidents for full terms. Yeah, I think I would have loved to see that. Now I'm not a I'm not a QAnon follower. I want to be clear. Um, I don't think that JFK is returning from you know that he's going to come back as the. <laughs> I, I personally don't believe it, but because yeah. um, I've heard yeah. that theory, I'm sure you've heard it too. Oh but yeah, I think it that most... it would have been really awesome to have him. I and mean, he he was in line in path to become a politician at one point in his life. Yeah, it's and, not flat uh, earth level. Good, he was a good-looking man. He was a good-looking man. Let me just say that. Yeah, it's not flat earth level stupidity, but it's pure stupidity. So... Yeah. Yeah. Also, JFK. Something that a lot of people don't realize about him, he was actually one of the elites. And the, th and the thing was, he just went against it all. And that's why they took him out, because he was going to expose all of them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like, um, Crazy. There, was that, there was that epic speech he, gave, he did about secret societies, because, like, um, he was actually one of them. He was part of them, and, they and he was going to expose them all, and that's why they took him out. Like, a lot of the ideas that he had were, like, he wanted to get rid of the CIA and the FBI he wanted to get rid of the NSA, which that would have actually been the best thing. And he also wanted to get rid of the Federal Reserve. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That was actually a lot of, those mm. were all actually a lot of good things that would have radically changed the country. Sure. And the elites hated that. So that's why they took him out. And same thing with his brother, Bobby Kennedy. He, he was going to go, he was actually going against them and they took him out too. Yeah. Oh. And also, the, another reason why JFK was taken out was, you can look it up right now if you want to, Operation Northwoods. What, and basically what that was, what um, was with Operation Northwoods. Basically what it was, was, I see it. was that, um, they, yeah, they were actually, what, it was vetoed by Kennedy. Basically, it was, they were actually going to have like a jetliner be blown up um, in, in Tonaquano Bay, I forgot how you say it. And they were actually going to arm Cubans beforehand and blame it on the Cubans. It was it was going to be used to to get everyone excited to go to war with Cuba. 
and JFK vetoed it. Like, when you have stuff like that, like, you're actually going to use a false flag operation. You just expose yourselves. Yeah. Well, think about all the shit that we'll never know about. All the lovely things that uh, these elites are doing to us that we don't know about. Yeah. Speaking of the elites, I have a little this year. Nice. Yeah, I had I bought that. That nice. book is that book is crazy. Actually, it was actually it was actually released by Klaus Schwab himself. He wrote it and released it. Oh God! That you can look. You can actually um, um, order this book. Like, it's scary. Actually, I can imagine. Yeah, like like I and on my podcast, I go on long rants on Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates. Long rants. Mm. Yeah, like. It's, you, it's hard to get away with that, but I still go with it anyway because, like, yeah, I'm just going full on board. Yeah. I got to check that book out. Hey, listen, man, I, I really loved talking to you tonight. This was a really great exchange. We had so many topics tonight. Oh, yeah. And, uh, that's why I love coming on podccast because you never know where the conversation is going to go. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I want to thank you for inviting me as, as one of your first guests on, on your new collaboration thing. No, you actually are the first guest. Thank you so much. I love that. I appreciate that, guys. You're welcome. We got to we we do this again eventually. Hell yeah, man. And then maybe we'll have you on our show as well one day, the TNA show, because we do podcasts too. Yeah. Um, I watch you guys every now and then. Just so your audience knows where to find me if you guys want to look at my content. Uh, I'm most active on YouTube, Adam Francisco, Rumble, Adam Francisco, Instagram, Adam Francisco, Truth Social, Adam Francisco, uh, <laughs> and then TikTok, Adam Francisco, yeah. TikTok too. So yeah. find me everywhere, guys. Yeah. Just type my name in, yeah. and I will see you there. Yeah, I'm actually. Sure. I'm gonna post. I'm gonna post a link to your channel in the description below, so everyone knows awesome. where to go. And Thank like, you, man. yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Also, you can upload this to tomorrow if you want to. Like, cool. um, just, just do it um, in the afternoon because awesome. I'm gonna post because I'm gonna post this around 9 a.m. when I get up tomorrow. Because Sounds good, I, man. Yeah, because I have a set schedule when I like to post my videos. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Ray. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and I um, hope you. I hope and when the one more thing when the midterms come around this year, hope to see you come on the live stream then. Hell yeah, man! Thanks so much, man. You're welcome. You have a nice day, Adam. And you too, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. All right, guys. That is actually this is actually the longest episode I've ever done before, and we're actually going to do a lot more of these eventually. And so, yeah. I'm Mr. I'm Mr. Ray Infinity. You can call me Ray. And this is the Ray Infinity Show. Oh, before that, you can catch me. You can subscribe to my channel, like and share, and turn on notifications. Also, follow me on Rumble, BitChute, Spotify, Apple, Google, and Twitter and Facebook. All right. I'm Ray Man. I'm Ray. Catch you guys next time. Have a nice night. Mm-hmm.